This is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Welcome back, and I'm here with Chris Reynolds from Entrepreneur House. Hello, good to be here. Yes, and we're in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Uh, he's running the Entrepreneur House here in Thailand. Tell what is Entrepreneur House for people who haven't heard of it? The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs to come to a new city for a month at a time with other established entrepreneurs to take their business to the next level, live in a similar environment, uh, go to workshops, mastermind together, be productive together, co-work together together and uh, bond and have an incredible time in a new city. All right. Well, I went to the one in Barcelona. It was great. So today we're going to talk about some different uses of intuition in business and uh, look at how you can use visioning to create your day and your business yeah. and the use of dreams and your board of advisors of your mind, all kinds of cool stuff that we're going to look into in more depth. So, tell us a little bit about how you use intuition in your business, Chris. Um, I have I use what they call um, a similar method that they talk about in Think and Grow Rich. It's called the workshop or the office of the mind. And what you do is you close your eyes and in your imagination you create a an office there where you have access to pretty much anything in. in the universe that you could use as a tool to create um, a better life, a better business, to uh, help other people in their life or their businesses. And so basically I have um, my workshop where I can bring in anybody to talk to about advice about business in my workshop. Um, I have I have two big round tables where I sit down and talk to people about business or decisions in life that I need to make. I have a nice uh, lounge area with sofas and some plants there, but uh, we can sit and do some masterminding there. I also have um, a big screen in my workshop um, where I see myself as I am today, uh, and then I see a picture of where I want to go or what I want to do and then I'll play that in a movie mode from where I am today to where I want to go to see all the actions that I need to take to create whatever I want to create. I also have a room of um, infinity I guess you could call it and I can go in there and just ask any questions basically yes or no questions should I do this should I not and get either green lights or red lights that uh, shows me if it's the right direction. Wow, this is more than a, an office of the mind. It's like an executive lounge you've got. VIP. Yeah. VIP <laughs> yeah. office of the mind yeah. created. So, any other features you have in there? Yeah, lots. Um, so, I actually have a couple beds where if there's uh, friends or uh, friends of friends that are sick, Mm. Um, or have physical ailments, they can come and lay on the beds, and then I have doctors from all around the world that can come in and work on them to help heal them. Um, I also have, like, uh, if I have any 
limiting beliefs. There's a big trash can in the corner of it <laughs> where I'll just like dump any limiting beliefs it. and it just kind of boils away to, yep. to nothing. Um, what else do I have? Actually, I have um, sometimes I see my younger self in my workshop. Mm. If I ever need to talk to my younger self because. Mm. Uh, as we were talking earlier, the you know our subconscious mind is is controlled by beliefs that we create before the age of eighteen, mm. and sometimes as an adult we don't understand why we still do the things we do because still eighty eighty five percent of our actions are controlled by that subconscious mind. So sometimes I'll talk to my younger self and just just ask questions like why am I why am I doing this? Mm. And the younger self can say, oh, that's because of this event that happened when you were mm. this age and this created this belief in your subconscious mind, which you're now repeating over and over and over again, mm. which actually happened from my father or my mother who mm. had that same belief and they got that from their parents and it wow. was just an ongoing um, um, passing of beliefs. So I love this office of the mind that you use. So let's just walk through this. You 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 visit this daily, or where, where do you, how often do you visualize this? Not every. Well, I meditate and visualize about five times a week. So so you get quiet. You get in a meditative space. Yeah, when I wake up, usually I'll do like some breathing to get to alpha state of mind, and then um, usually my last five minutes, I do the visualization part in mm. the workshop. And then you're solving problems in your business and your life, mm-hmm. healing people, yeah. visualizing how you want your day to go, all these things, and using the tools that you've created in this office of the mind to yep. help you. And can you give us an example of, of something you did there recently? Yeah, yeah well, it's, we're in the Entrepreneur House Chiang Mai uh, yeah. right now, and I always go into my workshop to see what I want to create, how many people I want to attract to the event, um, how I want it to run, um, how I want to feel and to act during the event, what type of experience the attendees and the advisors have, um, what type of uh, money that I want to create from the event, and what type of prices I want to charge. And so it started, you know, well, almost last year, but I didn't start, like, um, doing it more on a daily basis until probably four or five months ago when you were in Barcelona. Mm. And then I could open up that space to work more and focus more on Chiang Mai. Mm. Um, But any major business move that I do, I use that technique. Um, Any major business questions or challenge, like, I'll use that So walk us through a... a a major business question that you had and the, who you brought in to advise you on that in okay. your office so like for for so the, the entrepreneur is Chiang Mai um, it took me a while to like I'm a, a bit insecure sometimes about choosing okay uh, what dates we want to do it and what mm. dates will be right because we mm-hmm. do it after DCBKK. That's like, a big conference yes. a lot of entrepreneurs go to. Yeah, yeah, in Bangkok. And so we do it after DCBKK and how much time the attendees from DCBKK would need uh, before they start the entrepreneur house. Um, and so then I bring in um, into my workshop like Tim Ferriss, Manish Shetty, Dan Andrews, um, other successful Richard Branson's been in there, um, and, and just other successful entrepreneurs that I can mm. sit and have a talk with and, and have uh, any feedback on what to do. So you can uh, you can actually talk to them and say, "Hey, what do you think about the state? Why would it be good?" And yeah. you hear what they they say, they, they say, think, yeah, their advice. Yeah, 
wow, that's really cool. And do you, do you have to ask their permission before you do this? Or? No, no, because you can tell uh, if, like, if when when somebody comes into my workshop, like I'll shake their hand and say mm-hmm. welcome. I also ask them a lot of times if they mm-hmm. would like. Um, me to send any good thoughts to anybody in their mm-hmm. life or challenge mm-hmm. in their life uh, to help them or not. Mm-hmm. So it's a value exchange, like mm-hmm. a, I guess you could say a metaphysical value exchange. So you're talking to their spiritual self. Yeah. You don't send them an email saying, hey, I'll give you uh, this, you give me that. If I have the ability to send them an email, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but some of you, you know, I don't know Tim Ferriss, so I can't. Right, but you can talk to his spirit, and his yeah. spirit is happy to come there, and you help him out with stuff yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And is this just you? You only invite entrepreneurs into your office at the mind, or? Uh, no, 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 not always. Um, like I've, Gandhi's been in there, Jesus, Mother Teresa. Now wait a minute, you said Jesus. He's dead. So is Gandhi, for that matter. Uh-huh. Mother Teresa, I think, died as well. So yeah, you're not limited to living people. No, no, just anybody. I mean. It's just it's just basically just closing your mind or closing your eyes and going mm-hmm. into a vision state of your mind and talking to whomever you would and getting advice from whoever you mm-hmm. want to get advice from. Wait, do they have to be real people? Or? Uh, no, I don't think so. So you could invite some of the X Men in if that was handy. Yeah, sure, yeah. He Man and yeah. Superman and right. Batman and. Any cool other deities like Ganesh or yeah. Lakshmi? Yeah, why not? Anyone you Santa Claus. Santa Claus, yeah. yeah. He could be good around Christmas time. He's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. And do you, do you find that you get good advice doing this? Or? I do, yeah. yeah. I, most, I, I use this technique for most of my life, I think. Mm. Most all of it. Wow. Yeah. So it's sort of like a super uh, advisory board you have. But it's a spiritual advisory board. Yeah. It's just a mastermind of the mind of uh, and whoever I want to mastermind with. I can mastermind with them anytime I want. Right. And you, you, you mentioned you have your younger self available there. Do you have your future self in the here as well? Or? Yeah, actually, that's what I do a lot. So, like, I have a, you know, a life plan. And so what I'll do a lot of times is I'll talk to my 95-year-old um, oh, self. How's he doing? He's great. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's happy, huh? All right. And so I just say, you know, okay, um, the goals that I'm setting now are those in, in alignment with what, what we want. I actually talk to him um, like I've been experienced, like I, in times where I experience a lot of distress, I'll sit and talk to him and just mm. Uh, calm down, kid. Like everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> You're gonna have a great life. Like everything's turning out like, really well. So, mm. uh, so that's really cool. reassuring. Yeah, I like him. He's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do you have other guides or spirit helpers or angels? Yeah, sometimes in? like um, I'll bring some angels in to heal. So I have um, a little group of. They're blue angels. I don't know why they're blue. They're just blue. Mm. And they come in and they'll usually surround the people that have ailments that are in my mm. workshop and just consistently send like uh, mm. prayers to them and healing thoughts to them to help them overcome whatever they're overcoming. Do you have an application criteria for joining your uh, workshop of the mind? Or? Uh, yeah, it's got to be like so. We're, I mentioned earlier, like, I used to bring Donald Trump into the workshop of my mind until yeah. he started running for president, and I thought, you know, learning more about him. 
but before he was, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that consider him an amazing business mind. Yeah, people deal maker, call, deal maker, negotiator, salesman, brand. Uh, so you could still bring in his younger self, even if you don't like his current day self. Well, the more we learn about his younger self, the more it <laughs> be a bad idea. But you know, well, here's the other thing: you don't have to bring in the whole of the person. Exactly. I mean, if you've got, you know, not to pick on Donald Trump, but like if you like how he was at making deals, yeah. Uh, or, uh, but you don't like how he was with other things. Yeah. Just filter in and say, I'm only taking in that part. Yeah. Or if you, you know, if you have someone else, you know, like Genghis Khan, maybe you liked how he like ran his corporate structure, but you don't like how he killed a lot of people. Yeah. So you just bring in his genius of organization, but you don't bring in the violence. Exactly. Yeah. And you're in control of your office. Great point. Yeah. And Genghis can really get things moving, you know. I don't know too much about Genghis, but maybe I'd bring him in and have a chat with him. Have a little chat, see if he's up to help out with the entrepreneur house. You know, maybe before long he'll be expanding in Mongolia. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else you you do in this uh, visualization you do most days? Um, yeah, I get a lot of. Um, help, I guess, or benefit from my room. I call it my room of infinity, and it's mm. just a door in my workshop where I go mm-hmm. in, and I'll ask. It's just an infinite room um, of pretty much nothing, and I'll go in and ask a question. And if it's something I feel like, uh, or something I should do or should not do, sometimes I'll get a green light or a red light on. Mm. To go so green way. light means go. Yes. Yeah. Red light. No. Yeah, I've actually. Has that helped you out? Yeah, quite a bit, and I've actually done it. Where I've gotten red lights, but I still went in that direction anyway, and ended up not regretting it. But probably you, not being smart. Can you share right. an example? For dating, for dating, or you, you had a red, you said, should I date? Will I be happy dating? This date, person? Yeah, should I continue to date this person? And got a yeah. red light, and, and but I still continued to date that person. And then it didn't work out yeah. so good, or the negative things. Yeah, there's some challenges there. Challenges. Yeah. yeah. And then and you do the same thing in your business. You say, should I do this marketing thing or that one? Or, yeah. 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 Definitely. Like Facebook ads. Um, yeah. I recently did those, um, mm. and I definitely got a, good, a green light from Facebook ads. I didn't. Mm. Um, it ended up being a good lesson mm. in my life, but uh, mm. I didn't end up making money off of it. But I think it's well. This is important. The question, the quality of the question, determines the quality of the answer. So, should I do Facebook ads? Is a simple level question. Yes. Like, will Facebook ads be profitable for me in the next year? Would be another question. That's a good point. You know, so different different answers come from the intuition, depending on what questions you ask. Yeah, and I use that a lot too when driving. Like, driving. Should I go this way? Like, if I'm going to a destination and traffic's busy yeah. this way, or there's a detour, yeah, like, should use I your intuition to say which way should I go to get exactly, Yeah. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Better than GPS. Yeah. yeah. More accurate. <laughs> More accurate. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So uh, I I know you um, also said you healed relationships. There, you had a table in, in your office to mine. Oh no. right. Yeah. So I had a table for relationships. Mm. Um, meaning, like when I was looking to get into an intimate relationship, mm. I would have. Um, a group of people that would sit there and kind of coach me mm-hmm. on uh, ways to attract the right person into my life. Mm. And then when I was dating a person, whether or not that person was really 
the person that you continue to date or not. Or wow. Not today, yeah. Do you share this with you the people you're dating? You let them know. Sometimes, yeah, if they're open to it. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah like I'm in a relationship now. Yeah. And she's definitely open to it, and so yeah, I share that. Yeah. So, have you ever used that same technique for hiring people? Or? I haven't done a lot of hiring, yeah. um, but the little bit of hiring I've done... Or picking clients, that's the other way to use it. Yeah, picking clients, yes. Red light, should I, hire, should I work with this client or not? You know, Absolutely. Will the client bring me profit and joy? Yeah. Red light, green light? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, picking yeah. clients for sure I've done that. Yeah, this client is getting a little challenging. Should I continue with them or not? Or partnering with other people in the yeah. business. Yeah. You remember when you were in Barcelona we were talking about doing a, a house in Bulgaria? Mm. And I was having challenges with the, the people that had the accommodations. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was using that. Mm. I also spoke to you guys. Yeah. decision. So you decided not to go ahead with that that year. Yeah. From, you know, you could just feel intuitively it was not going to work out well. Yeah, it was just the wrong yeah. time. Yeah, that's great. So this must have saved you a lot of headaches and time and money over the years. Any idea how much time it saved you doing this? I wish I knew, but I don't think... Well, maybe you need to ask some of these advisors. They we could, yeah, go into the yeah. workshop and see how many... Uh, how they many probably have a little spreadsheet up there that you can check. Okay, I've saved $10 million and 17000 you know, I think I need to bring a good accountant into my workshop. Yes. Sometimes I'm challenged in that part of my life. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love it. And then you, you also use this to create the, you know when you're doing tasks in the day you tell us about how you use that there yeah so when I I go through my meditation and the last five minutes of my meditation I'll usually visualize and I'll talk about uh, I'll see the things that I need to do for that day just so maybe you're writing an article or you're hiring or your podcast or, or right. yeah or whatever right. I just see the task for the day yeah. by easily and effortlessly so mm. I have it all I have each task written on a piece of paper on a table yeah. and I just see them like just just going by like as easy as wind blowing a piece of paper off a table yeah and it, and it seems like and it really works actually mm. um, because when I do that my days just kind of just seem to really easy easy and productive no stress very little stress yeah, yeah. right people meet you right. at the right time yeah and at the end of the day task I is completed easily myself. do you get inspirations how to do tasks better as well um Sure, I do, but I've never, yeah. never really analyzed it. I do something like that. I ask, what will it take to have this task be successful, uh, easy, and abundant for me? That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll get, not only does that clear the energy to make it happen easily, uh-huh. uh, but it also often I'll get inspiration. Oh, yeah, I could delegate this to someone else, or I could do it some other way, or, or whatever the thing is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. So, I know you also mentioned some interesting stuff. You went to start a workshop, a SCI seminar, I think you called it. Yeah. Um, and tell us about that and what you learned about uh, intuition there. So, at SCI seminar is where I kind of got the foundation for all this, using my intuition for business, um, because they teach us actual um, techniques in the workshop on how to apply that. And so... I think um, one of the exercises, they do many exercises throughout the weekend for their first class. Um, communication exercises, um, the workshop of the mind exercises, um, abundance exercises, 
um, and achieving you know, different ways to achieve goals and work with the subconscious mind to create that. Mm. Uh, one of the ones we did is is this is a group of 100 people who have never met each other. Mm. And so what they do is they get a partner and they sit down with the partner and they're instructed to for the partner to think of somebody who who's in their life that has a physical ailment or a sickness or something like this. And so you think of like the person in your life that has a physical ailment. Right now, I could say um, Jason Pye who's going through, but I don't say their actual physical ailment. I say I tell my partner Jason Pye, who's sixty-one years old and lives in Lee Summit, Missouri. That's so that's, that's all the information they get. It's all the information the partner will get. Yeah. yeah. The name, location, and age of the person. Got it. And then the partner closes their eyes, brings that person into their workshop. Mm. Then he actually starts their workshop of the mind. Their workshop of the mind. Yeah. yeah. And then they actually start to describe what that person looks like. And so I'm sitting here and writing what my partner mm. is describing about my friend who they have never met or seen or they mm. just met me, you know, minutes ago many times. And so I write down um, how this person, my partner, is describing Jason Pye. Yep. And then they, they go on to describe um, their physical ail- their ailments or their sickness or whatever yep. they're going through. And it's amazing. Within uh, Out of 100 people, I'd say like somewhere around 70, 75% of people are, are describing... Um, this person in their physical ailment. A lot of times, wow. many times, there's people just getting it dead on, like 99% correct. So and these are people who hadn't trained in how to no, do psychic no, things. No, not at all. They just off, you know, just come to this uh, seminar. And yeah, the majority of the people are just kind of, um, well, they're. they're so just think yeah, how, how accurate and good you can be after practicing, practicing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's fabulous that you're able to get that information. But let's apply this to business. Just think how powerful and time-saving this can be in your business. Absolutely. If you just have the name and where someone was from for a job candidate, mm-hmm. you could look through and check in and, oh, this, is this person going to be a good fit? Is there some... Yeah. You know, some pattern they have in the life that's going to mess up the company. Yeah. You know, you could get all that information without having to talk with them at all. Exactly. Yeah. And the same thing with clients. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very powerful. It's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, what about using this in reverse? What about saying, I want to find an ideal client for my business and then finding their name and location? Yeah. In your workshop. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. And going to find that person and connect with them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then your, your, your intuition from you. I mean, this, the workshop in mind sounds like a really smart way to access your intuition. Yeah. It's a kind of structured way. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. For me, it is. So, yeah. So that has a lot of applications to all parts of your business. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, just make things go where you want them to be, which in my case is abundant and easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think this is an incredible tool that you're uh, sharing here, Chris. Yeah, well, thank you. And I hope everybody else can use it and you can use it as much as possible. Yeah. So anything else you want to share about business intuition? Or? Um, 
You know, for me, intuition is just like a muscle. The more we use it, the more, mm-hmm. it, the, more the more we exercise it, the stronger it's going to be. Yeah. And um, so you need like a gym for the intuition, like a regular yeah, workout exactly. for it. And there's many different ways to use that. You know, I, I like the workshop of the mind, uh, but it's all a visionary or visualization process, and, and just. Now, do you have to be able to actually see this workshop of the mind, or can you just hear all these people talking or know what they're saying? Yeah, you can so you don't have to be able to visualize. Because some people are blocked on visualizing. They just yeah. have difficulty with that. Uh, yeah. But they hear things, or they know things. Yeah. So you can just imagine you've got this workshop of the mind, and Gandhi is just giving you, you can ask, what would Gandhi say? I mean, it's sort of like that, what would Jesus do? But now you've expanded this out, what would... Gandhi do, what would Tim Ferriss do, what would the nice part of Donald Trump do, you know? <laughs> yes. So what would the nonviolent part of Genghis Khan do? Exactly, you know? yeah. Yeah. And and we're all in tune with it and, and just some people aren't taught to use it as much and, and we use it in different ways. Some people it's just as simple as a gut feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people just need a, a workshop of the mind or something else. But like the biggest thing I would tell anybody is like just Tune into yourself a little bit more on the decisions you make for your life and your business because the more you do, I think, the better results that you'll create. Yeah. Anything else that makes this work better? You said practicing helps, but anything else that turns up the volume on the intuition so you can hear it better? Yeah, sure. I mean, meditation because you're quiet yeah. in your mind, prayer, being in time, being being living a balanced life really does mm-hmm. um, what do you mean by a balanced life so you're not working 16 hours a day seven days a week mm-hmm. um, and not in and kind of destroying other parts of your life maybe relationships or your health or whatever it may be mm-hmm. so or not having space and time to hear your intuition exactly yeah 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 because you're so in your mind all the time focusing on um, just work or whatever yeah. it may be um, I I set four goals every quarter: uh, mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional. Mm. Uh, and this is like four tires on a car to keep a balanced life. If mm. one tire is flat, I give it a little bit more attention. Mm-hmm. And so that helps me keep live that balanced life because I'm not always focused on the mental or the business part of it. I'll have to show you the wheel of uh, business and wheel of life thing I do. Yeah, uh, similar concept. Yeah, but more wheels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Love to see it. Um, so yeah, and that helps me live a balanced life so I can be in, well, I'm working on those four different goals throughout almost on a, a weekly basis, you know, and all my attention isn't going into just one thing. Mm. And you find that helps you be more open to your intuition as well as yeah. having a more content life. Yeah, because you're leaving, leaving space for it because you have a time to work, you have a time to uh, be with friends or family, right, mm-hmm. to be social. You have a time to exercise your body or to put good things into your body. Mm. And you have a time to um, connect with the spiritual side of yourself. Mm. Are you okay sharing some of these goals that you said for the quarter four that we're in? Q4, yeah. So um, I want to have all the... Um, basically, the, a laid-out plan for 2017 for the Entrepreneur House. Mm-hmm. Um, the next entrepreneur house ready to go including a marketing plan 
um, and it's in process and creating a new pro- promotional video for the Entrepreneur House. Um, my other goals, physical goal, is to um, exercise or practice jujitsu twice a week. No, excuse mm. me, three times a week. Um, weekly calls to my parents. Um, um, we're getting ready. Well, Christmas is at the end of the quarter, and I always do a lot of preparation for Christmas, both emotionally and kind of spiritually, because it's a big event in our family. Mm. It's probably the main event for our family. And I don't see my family 11 months out of the year, but I spend one month back home. And mm. so I just get myself mentally and emotionally ready to be with them um, and being in a different environment than, than I'm used to being in. And uh, so that's part of the goal. And let me say, spiritual. So I meditate every morning and then I pray every evening. Um, and it's my spiritual goal, and physical. Are you okay sharing some prayers that you've used? Yeah. yeah, I, in the evenings, what I do is I'll get down and I actually use it, I guess it's a Christian form of prayer, but I'll, I'll get down on the side of my bed and, and bow on my knees and just put my arms on the bed. I go over, I just say what I'm grateful for, for the day and in mm-hmm. my life. And then I'll send some prayers out to there to people that need a good prayer or a good thought. Mm. Um, I pray for my business, the people that are affected by my business. Mm. I pray for uh, the D.C., the people that are at the events in the D.C., the people mm. that I'm surrounding myself with at the times, family members that are sick or passing or um, just need some good thoughts. And... Um, then I like I, I talk to God quite a bit, and I consider God like um, more like a brother or a mm-hmm. best friend as opposed to like a father figure. And so, yeah, for me, God's like a partner in my creation for what I want to create in this world, mm-hmm. and that's part of the intuitive communication. Because sometimes I'm like. I, I call God dude sometimes or buddy or whatever and I'm like hey dude what should we do right now and I just think in my mind what would feel right to do what would God do yeah, yeah. have you ever invited God into your mastermind of the mind oh yeah well I mean that's kind of funny you say that because for me everything's part of God so like mm. the mastermind of the mind is God yeah and, and so is the reality that we have in the wake state yeah and all the people in my my mastermind of the mind or masterminds of the physical reality is God too so mm. um, but like I see and that I see God as like a actual physical brother or best friend to where we can just banter back and forth about him sometimes I get pissed off at him and cuss him mm. and sometimes like he just laughs and, and whatever <laughs> sweats it off like it's nothing mm. um, but like I read this book I, well I read this book often quite a bit. It's called um, Proof of Heaven by Evan Alexander, mm. uh, which was a neurosurgeon who died and, uh, well, he, he went into coma for seven days, went to the other world and mm-hmm. then came back. And mm. he talks a lot about his experience while he was there mm. and why he, he was, why he came back. Mm. And uh, he, 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 he said one of the most uh, one thing that we really under, don't understand is that um, God, all of our struggles and challenges and pains that we have in our life, um, God experiences those just as much as we do times times seven billion because there's seven billion humans. 
times even more than that because there's probably life beyond this earth. And so, um, you know, the traditional sense is we see God as like some dude up in a heaven playing chess with our lives, like Zeus, right? Mm. Um, and saying, oh, I'm going to move you this way and I'm mm. going to tease you a little bit and give you the, give you a bad partner in life and, and laugh at you, right, when you don't do what I think is right. But it, um, the way this book communicated is like, you know, God's a co-creator or a partner in our life and he's here to guide us and he feels everything. We feel all the pain, all the happiness, all the joy, all the struggles, 10 times, 100 times, a billion times that we feel, um, and that, and, and those pains, like, he doesn't necessarily want us to experience those, but he's there to help us and to communicate with us to go different directions to help create more joy and happiness and peace in our lives and everybody's lives. Mm. Wow. I mean, I take that a step further. God is in everything, including yeah. each of us. Each of us is God with a body on this planet in this time slice we're in. Yeah, same. And, it, you know, so therefore when we experience something in our life, you know, God is experiencing that. And that's part of the point. Yeah. You know, before the world, the universe was created and it was just spiritual energy and it wasn't divided up into different pieces and types, it, you know, it, it was a different kind of experience. And, so God could experience, you know, what it's like to be in a body on a planet. That's how come we're incarnated here. So we are different little holographic pieces of the God force. And we're having all our experiences so that we can have, you know, have, we can experience the stuff you can't experience yeah. in a spiritual realm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because people say, you know, they go to victim state a lot of times and they'll say, why me, why me? Um, well, maybe you chose this life into absolutely. A, you know Neil John Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a famous spiritual teacher. He wrote a book, "The Little Soul and the Sun," mm-hmm. and it's a short. It's written as a children's book, but it's really good for adults. And it's um, the little soul is in quotes heaven deciding to incarnate and it's like well this time around I really want to experience something a bit more you know meaty in my incarnation I'd like to experience deep betrayal oh wow yeah but I can't do it on my own well anyone else here up in heaven will you incarnate down with me and really screw me over <laughs> and someone else said, oh, I love you so much the soul I will lower my vibration so much that I will be able to do that with you and the soul says, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then the other soul said, well, I'm a little concerned that, you know, I might forget that I'm a spiritual being uh-huh. when I'm incarnated down on earth. And would anyone else come down with us and just remind both of us that we're both spiritual beings uh-huh. having a human experience, yeah. not humans having a spiritual experience? Yeah. And so all three of them incarnate down to earth. They have the betrayal, you know, the little soul gets to experience this emotion and experience they've never had before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all happy spirits. I like it. Yeah. He's a great author. He did Conversations with God. He wrote Conversations with God, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a deep book. Really good book. Yeah. Probably I should be interviewing him as well. Yeah, you should. Um, So, anyway, I love that story because it gives such perspective to the uh, situations we create in our lives. It's a great story for kids to learn at such a young age. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no need to create uh, victimhood or suffering in our life. That's a um, meaning we put on those experiences. Yeah, 
Exactly. So, and, and if you do the visualization with this office of the mind or other techniques you use to create your day, create your year, create your business, it's not necessary to create any of that stuff in your business. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, can yeah. just be really joyful and smoothly running and abundant. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can have it all. That's why I always do the... Yeah, now I just want to explain to this, this pretty well, what Chris is doing here is his feet are running like they're little horses or mice that are yeah, running yeah. down the track. So I have this picture of me with my daily tasks on a on a paper or on a, a table with as a stack of papers and each paper is a stack and I use my hands to just shuffle them off the table really quick and get them done easily yeah. and effortlessly. Excellent. I love that visualization. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been great talking with you. If people want to find more about you and Entrepreneur House, where would they go to find that? Uh, the best place is theentrepreneurhouse.com. We have a contact. No, it's the, the entrepreneurhouse.com. Okay. Yeah, we have a contact page. They can get a hold of me there. Um, we have podcasts of people that have attended the house, um, and they give great business advice on the podcast also called The Entrepreneur House and those are the best two sources for sure and I, I also I saw I was at The Entrepreneur House in Barcelona it was an amazing experience um, and one of the components of that is I I saw Chris speak there at a Nomad Entrepreneur event and he is a great you're a great speaker Chris thank you uh, if you ever need a motivational speaker then uh, bring him in and explain how you're shoveling snow in was it Montana Iowa, Iowa. yeah five foot high snow or even higher uh-huh. <laughs> and Michael was a presenter at uh, one of the events that the Entrepreneur House went to in Barcelona and he did an amazing job actually I've seen Michael speak many times and, and he's a very smart guy Well, thank you. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?